Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edit Talk for the Itty Walk podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. Well, I hope everyone had a great 4th of July. I had a great day, but I do have to admit, I've been in a rotten mood lately. You might find this surprising, but spending time in the news or on social media hasn't helped. I see and I hear what's going on in this nation that I love, and it makes me want to weep. I get angry. And I think what angers me the most are all the lies and false teachings out there. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Uh, you know, we see the things that are happening out there. We, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. The world and our nation is full of people who are not controlled by the Spirit. They are controlled by the flesh, the sinful nature. Sinful hearts. But what really surprises me is how crafty the deception is. And when I see God's people fall for the narratives and the false teachings of this world. Peter and Paul, they they encountered the, the same issue. People falling for false teachings or whatever the world believed in. And they used strong words to get their point across. And you know, their point was the truth because it came from the Bible. The only source of real truth. There's another lie the world tries to make us believe, isn't it? Truth is absolute, or I don't know, relative. That's the word I'm looking for. It's all relative. There's a West Virginia joke in there somewhere, but I'm going to stay away from it. Now, Peter addressed this issue. Listen to the strong language he uses, the strong, the strong words. In 2 Peter chapter 2, he says, But there are also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false people, false teachers among you. Well, there's the answer, and there will be false teachers among us. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with stories they've made up. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them, and their destruction has not been sleeping. You think he used strong language there? Just wait. Go down to verse 17. 
These men, these people are springs without water and mists driven by a storm. Blackest darkness is reserved for them. For they mouth empty, boastful words, and by appealing to the lustful desires of the sinful nature, the sinful human nature, they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. They promise them freedom, while they themselves are slaves of depravity, for a man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. True, that makes us ask, who's my master? Then you go to Romans chapter 1. Wow, Paul holds nothing back. And that's just the first chapter of Romans chapter 1. He, he specifically points out how people exchange the truth of God for a lie. Sounds like bad trade to me. That might have been politically incorrect. I was trying to sound like Tonto. I'm not trying to offend Native Americans. I just watched The Lone Ranger last week. And... I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. But you know what happened when they traded God's truth for a lie? The wrath of God happened. God gave them over to their sinful desires. And when that happens, that ain't pretty. Again, you can read about it. Write it down. It's good to go deeper in the Word through the week. We don't have time in half an hour. Romans chapter 1. Read about what happens when people traded the truth for a lie. I mean, you can tell. I mean, Peter and Paul were worked up. Why were they so worked up? Because people were trading their faith in Christ and put their trust in something that only brings emptiness and bondage. Again, sounds like a pretty bad trade. And I believe the Lord put this message on my heart this morning in the hopes that no one here or listening online would fall for the same trap. Don't trade the truth of God for a lie. Paul's pretty worked up. Galatians chapter 5. I want to read to you verses 1 through 13. And you'll wait till you hear what he says. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he will be obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. Told you he's going to use strong language. 
But by faith we eagerly await through the Spirit of righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. You were running a good race. Who cut in on you and and kept you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. That sounds like a very parental proverb, doesn't it? A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. Verse 10. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion will pay the penalty, just like Peter was talking about in 2 Peter chapter 2. The one throwing you into confusion will pay the penalty, whoever he may be. Brothers, remember, he's talking about circumcision. That's why it's not brothers and sisters. Brothers! If I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. As for those agitators, I just wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. This just got (laughs) PG-13. You, my brothers... We're called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. God, I do thank you for your commands and your precepts and Your laws, and Your Word. And Lord, I thank You for all that, but I know that our salvation isn't found in all that. Our salvation is found only in Jesus. And faith in Him, and His work on the cross. Lord, redemption and forgiveness cannot be found anywhere else. It's only Jesus. And may we always remember that. May we always preach that. Lord, I thank You for how Your Word is timeless. How it spoke thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago, thirty years ago. How it speaks today. And Lord, I just pray that You help me as I preach Your Word. May I only expound on the truths that are found in here. And may Your Holy Spirit show us how we can put those truths into action as we live for you. And God, I pray all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Liberty means responsibility. That's why most men dread it. George Bernal Shaw said that. I was looking up quotes for Independence Day, trying to find something to put on the sign. Thanks for having a birthday, Betty. But I found that quote. Liberty means responsibility. That's why most men dread it. Problem with today, and actually it's been a problem since people, is we think we can have freedom without consequences. 
That's not what freedom is all about. As Christians, the responsibility of our freedom is to live for Him and live by the Spirit. In fact, that's pretty much what Paul is devoting the entire book of Galatians to. That entire letter, especially chapter 5, is about living in the freedom that we have in Christ and staying in step with the Spirit. That's how we live freely. You see, back in Paul's day... There were people trying to influence this brand new church in Galatia. There were Jews who were all about the law. And whether in their ignorance or they were purposely trying to do this, they wanted to convince the Gentile believers that they had to be circumcised like the Jews were in order to be saved, in order to be a real Christian. You see how crafty that false teaching was? It was based on the Word. It it sounded like it was coming from religious people, people who knew what they were talking about. But it wasn't what really, truly brings salvation, justification, or righteousness. Paul makes it clear. Justification is found by faith in Christ, not by following law. Paul was worried for this church. He could see that they would be given up their life of freedom for a life of pain, literally and physically. I laughed when I wrote that. (laughs) He did not want them to get caught in the trap of legalistic righteousness. And righteousness is in quotation marks. Legalistic righteousness. My mic cut out, so I'm going to repeat that sentence. He did not want them to get caught up in the trap of legalistic righteousness that Christ had died to set them free from. And you know, even today, there is a legalistic righteousness out there that people preach in the church and in the world. But it'll do what all legalistic righteousness does. That all righteousness apart from Christ does It all leads to bondage. Emptiness and bondage. The problem with legalistic righteousness is that it's based on the flesh, not faith. And what do we know about the flesh or the sinful nature? See, King James Version uses the word flesh and... NIV says sinful nature. We know that nature cannot please God, and that nature leads to death. So when we feed that monster, and it gets bigger and bigger, it's going to eat us. It leads to death. You hop down to uh, verse 13 of Galatians chapter 5, and, and, and Paul says this, You, my brothers, were called to be free. 
But do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. The Greek word that Paul uses there is sarki. Oh, I just went Star Wars in my brain for a second. Because that sounds like sarlacc. And when I was a little boy, I wanted to, 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 to dig a sarlacc pit in my front yard to throw the bullies in. If you don't know what a sarlacc pit is in Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker gets captured by Jabba the Hutt and Han Solo, and they're going to kill him and push him in this pit that digests its food for a thousand years. Sounds miserable, doesn't it? Sarlacc. That's the sarlacc pit. And and that that word sarki is in the Greek. But it's about death. And I guess it's worse than death for a thousand years. If we live for the sinful nature, that's eternal death. Sarki. Flesh. The sinful state of human beings is how that is defined in the Greek. But you got to love the Greek, you know. It goes deeper. It's a deeper meaning to everything. It's not just the sinful state that we're all born into because of the fall, Adam and Eve, back in Genesis chapter 3. But that word sarki, it means that if we give in to that, It has the power to shape us. That's scary, isn't it? This kind of life serves the flesh and its thinking. And its thinking... Thinks it's going to bring about a righteousness, but it's not what it brings. I know I've said it over and over again, but to get the point across, I'll, help, I'll let Paul help me say it in Romans chapter 8, verse 6. The mind of the sinful person is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. I kind of, kind of get back to the beginning of the message, huh? All the stuff we see is because we're in a world filled with sinful hearts. And we know that we had that kind of heart until God got a hold of us. And we listened and responded, obeyed and turned. And that's why we pray for revival, because that's what the world truly needs. It's the only answer. But the point that Paul's trying to make when he's writing these Galatians, that Peter was trying to make in 2 Peter, is that the fleshly life serves the flesh and its thinking, and that always leads to death. Why trust it? There's a better answer, a better way to live. I'm still in Romans. I hope you are too. Romans chapter 7, verses 5 and 6. For when we were controlled by the sinful nature, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in our bodies so that we bore fruit of death. But now, by dying to what once bound us, 
We have been released from the law so that we serve in a new way of the Spirit and not the old way. Does that sound familiar? We died? That sounds familiar because when he was writing to the Galatians, and many of you know this by heart, Galatians 2.20, For I am crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. See, there's a better way to live. It's living for Him. Living by the Spirit. You see, living by legalistic righteousness doesn't count for anything. Paul says as much in verse 6. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Faith alone justifies, but faith that justifies is not alone. It produces good works through love. Everyone, especially young people. I'm not picking on old people. We have experience in the world. We know this. It's good to have a reminder, but a warning for the young folks. There is a legalistic righteousness out there that says, dig up the past. Well, that's what Satan likes to do, huh? Nathaniel, you, you, remember your mistakes? There's a legalistic righteousness that says, well, what we should do is dig up the past. Tear, tear things down. What happens when we dig up the past and dwell on that? It tears us down. It sounds like the enemy, doesn't it? The work of the enemy. Dig up the past, tear stuff down, spit in the face of authority, because who's the ultimate authority? I am. Don't believe that lie, young folks. That way leads to death. That's the way the world says we should go and is justified. That's all a lie. All of it's done in the name of love, but when you learn about it, it's nothing about love because no one like that values life. And that's the truth. And that's not who we follow or what we follow. We follow this. We follow Him. And we live free. You get caught up in all that, then you can't say Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben's, teeth whitening. It's ridiculous. And what is it? It's legalistic righteousness that justifies itself as holy. And it's not holy. The only thing that's holy is God. And we are holy because His Spirit is in us. And that's what we live for. And that's the only freedom anybody can ever know. Living for that kind of righteousness never makes a difference. It might make the nightly news, but it doesn't make a difference. It will only bring emptiness, bondage, and death. 
What will truly make all the difference in the world? Living by the truth. Living for the truth. And serving one another. You were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Father, I do thank you for that command. I thank you for this life of love that you call us to. I thank you for this freedom that we only can find in you. Lord, it's so easy to get caught up in ourselves. It's so easy to get caught up in the world around us. It's so easy to get caught up in whatever. But Lord, may we not get caught up and bound in that stuff. May we stay in step with your Spirit and live freely for you. Lord, may we use our freedom to serve one another well. I mean, that's what Jesus said. He set the perfect example for us. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give His life as a ransom for many. So Lord, help us as we give our lives for You and those around us. And Lord, I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene, on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.